Welcome to another episode of I'm Chris the Dime One Podcast. How y'all living? I'm living swell. On this day, we're going to get into and we're going to tap in the Monique saga. The saga continues for Monique. The war, war, the war. Man, can you say that three times fast? The war of words between uh, Monique and D.L. Hughley. Now, if you've been living under a rock, allow your boy to explain. Basically, the on this timeline, this all and this timeline, it, it's kind of weird. It goes into different points of the year, different uh, different interviews, different points of the mega of the meta universe. I I, I don't know. Uh, it's, it's really no simple time frame, but allow your boy to explain. So basically, uh. Monique was uh, was uh, on a show, a, t- a comedy show with D.L. Hughley, and apparently from uh, Monique's uh, Instagram live that she did, uh, well, well, at the show she talked about um, the struggle between her and D.L. Hughley. Apparently, there was a contract dispute between her and D.L. Hughley about who was going to. Uh, step on the stage last and uh, she just was going in on D.L. Hughley started talking about uh, his service dog started talking about his wife uh, just insulting him uh, including his family member just a it was just a cavalier of insults that she was uh, dishing out against D.L. Hughley and then Dio Hoogley got on the stage last and uh, basically, uh, I mean, she took like practically her whole entire presentation on stage to just go at it at D.L. Hughley. And then when it's D.L. Hughley turned, he only spent like maybe two minutes talking about it and just got just got just got in his bag and just started working on stage and uh, everyone was entertained and the fallout from that uh, show, um, Monique did an Instagram live explaining her behavior and explaining uh, why she's so uh, uh, why she's going at it with DL Hughley and the constant back and forth where she was showing receipts because you know that's the end thing to do on social media. Show me them receipts. Everyone loves to be messy on social media. And they love when someone shows receipts. And apparently Monique showed some receipts, some documents on. She was supposed to. uh, She was supposed to close the show. And uh, who was the headliner of the show. And she was also telling her fan base and anyone that was wanting to listen to it. uh, Look. You just can't go by these flyers, even though the majority of these flyers say D.L. Hughley was the star of this event. Um, Monique said, don't believe the hype uh, just because his uh, face is plastered all over these flat flyers. Don't necessarily mean he is the host of the show and he was the star of the show. And everyone on social media was saying, yeah, show, uh, okay, so D.L. Hughley was lying. So then D.L. Hughley took the social media and showed 
his version of the contract. And in his version of the contract, it shows that he was the closer of the show. He was the star of the show. He showed all his receipts. And when D.L. Hughley showed his receipts, the energy shifted and changed in the social media megaverse. So apparently showing receipts is a bad thing when D.L. Hughley has the opportunity to show his receipts. But it's a good thing when Monique shows her receipts. But that just shows you how messy social media is, okay? You just can't just fall into the hype of social media. So, basically, uh, Monique uh, was, you know, going at it again on social media until finally, um, I guess, D.L. Hughley went to his, on his own radio station, basically talked about it in detail about Monique's strategy and talked about everything uh, Monique uh, illustrated on that stage as well as on social media and uh, basically, you know, saying that, you know, basically Monique is an occupational hazard if you want to work for her or work along with her. At the end of the day, uh, he blames he puts all the responsibility on himself because everyone told him not to work with Monique and he should have just looked at history because history always repeats itself look at Lee Daniels look at Oprah Winfrey look at Steve Harvey look at Charlemagne the God okay there's a landfill upon landfill of people who tried to work uh, alongside Monique work for or with or alongside Monique and these relationships were, were, were burned. Okay. And not, not to mention the fact Hollywood has simply blackballed Monique. I mean, and also look at Netflix. Netflix was, was burned by Monique. Now DL Hughley said on his radio station, what was her strategy? She thought that by just waiting it out, the promoter was going to probably run to D.L. Hughley and say, hey, look, D.L., uh, could you just go ahead and just get on stage now instead of, uh, you know, you know, Monique doing this standoff because she's uh, basically protesting that she's not going to get on, sta- on the stage. But uh, that was not going to happen because the promoter had the backing of D.L. Hughley. And they basically said if she didn't, uh, she had a certain time frame. If she wasn't going to get on stage at this certain time frame, uh, fine, cool. Uh, we'll just run the show like we was accustomed to running it. And that would have uh, set Monique back uh, legal-wise because she was con- she was contractually obligated to go on stage. And she didn't do her part of the deal, which was to... Uh, entertain the audience so Monique knew this and she just went on stage anyway because she really had no choice she didn't have the backing of the promoter she didn't uh, really communicate nor talk to D.L. Hughley as far as switching the time I don't think D.L. Hughley would have went for that and uh, it would have made Monique even look worse than what she currently looks worse than currently what she is right now we're going to talk about that a little bit later so Monique 
uh, decided to uh, go on stage because she had no other choice, and she was upset and mad at it. She was, uh, they they feel like she's egotistical. They uh, a lot of people feel like that she's uh, confused slightly, and she. Uh, she doesn't have the proper people around her or the proper uh, support system around her to check her boxes and to check her ego at the door. Um, you know, her and her relationship with her parents is, is not a very good relationship. And she blames that on Oprah. But, you know, we all have been in families or we have all witnessed uh, broken families and broken homes. Okay. Um, and we know the struggle about that. I feel like that relationship between her, and I do apologize for the noise in the background, uh, that relationship between her and her family members are, you know, uh, I think that was deteriorating even before Monique became famous uh, as a comedian and uh, Monique is still hung up over the fact that uh, from her perspective Hollywood has blackballed her from her perspective all her comedic comedy f- uh, friends are not very supportive of her and um, she really doesn't have a uh, a person or a system around her to try to um you know get her uh, I mean to try to get, to to communicate to her when she the things that she's about to say she has no filter and uh her husband is her husband slash uh, lawyer slash agents and slash daddy she calls him daddy uh, a lot of people feel like that's weird to call your husband daddy but uh let's just be real let's be fair uh we have all witnessed uh, relationships or married couples behave this way so this shouldn't be new to anyone where you know you hear the wife calls her husband daddy uh you know it might sound weird it, it might it might be something that's not culture to you but something that's that you don't want to do doesn't necessarily mean it's the right or wrong way of doing things so uh to be fair with monique on on that you know yeah but now this thing has even went to further lows, further lows. Um, just when you thought that it was over, Monique said her side of the story. DL uh, on social media, she showed her receipts. DL Hughley showed his receipts. DL Hughley responded to her accusations on his radio state show. Mon, uh, and he spent like eight minutes doing it. Monique, on the other hand, spent like a two-hour live stream on Instagram Live. In the first 40 minutes of this Instagram Live, you you, you got a crook in your neck because they had camera positioned the wrong way. But once again, that goes to the smaller, the small things. They they don't have anyone to manage the small things. Uh, like what are you gonna say on social media? 
Okay, let's prepare for your rebuttal. Let's rehearse it. I feel like a lot of Monique's antics on social media, as well as, you know, uh, she has a YouTube channel. I, I didn't know Monique had a YouTube channel, but, you know, everyone has a YouTube channel. But I feel like a person in her position should not be creating a YouTube channel. And I'll explain that a little bit later, but a little bit later. But she doesn't have anyone there to prepare her for her statements, her rebuttals, her comebacks, uh, how she's going to handle situations and, and things of that nature. And people that that are in that type of positioning has someone to check those boxes check out the nuances in your delivery because you're so busy concentrating on how you're going to respond to an accusation or to whatever or audition for a role or you know uh you know uh, a sponsorship deal whatever you uh, people that are in that position of Monique standard should have someone like that. Hell, the president of the United States have someone like that. Um, you know, all the, the the celebrities, the comedians have someone like that that you know is is thinking for them of the smaller details. It's the smaller details, and if you miss out on those smaller details, they make you look so foolish. And people perceive you in in a different way when you didn't, you know, notice that. Uh, But like I said, Monique, when she responds, it's always very emotional, very passionate. Um, And I feel like Monique, um, I feel like Monique uh, just attacks everything head on without just thinking things through and she just needs someone in her corner that she can bounce ideals off of and that person can tell her okay that might be the right way of handling that however or tell her well that's the wrong way of handling it maybe we should do it this way um i feel like someone uh, in her position and her standard should always take the higher ground because you have so much to lose. People that have nothing to lose, they, you know, they respond very emotionally, very childish, very immature. They don't prepare for how they handle things because they don't have nothing to lose. They don't have nothing to lose in, in the beginning. Someone like Monique has a lot to lose her credibility is really on the line for hollywood just when you think that there's a comeback for monique now there have been talks of monique working alongside 50 cent on his next project i think that'll be very big for monique i feel like that's gonna be awesome and very big for 50 cent but going back to Monique having a YouTube channel, someone in her standards should not be functioning or creating a YouTube channel, okay? 
and uh, uh, allow your boy to explain. Even though Cardi B has a YouTube channel, even Will Smith has a YouTube channel. Uh, I'm pretty sure there's a lot of celebrities, actors, actresses, personalities, uh, sports stars that have YouTube channels. But I feel like they utilize those YouTube channels as a sec or secondary or third. Uh, they use it just only for in, uh, for content to just, you know, do a little buzz here and there. I feel like someone like Monique use it as a a primary outlet for where if you want to know anything about Monique you go to her YouTube channel or you go to her Instagram or you go to her Twitter or whatever I feel like somebody in, with her standards uh, and, and the position that she has uh, you know, I'm not saying YouTube it, they, should, they should say no to YouTube but I'm just saying there's, you know, she should be on a major show. She had a show on BET. Um, you know, she's a uh, she she's funny, she's a comedian. She's been on I mean the last big role Monique had uh Hollywood-wise was Precious. And you think that would have launched her to the next stratosphere. Uh or the next project. And uh I feel like Monique uh, feels that she should be she, uh, she should be uh, she should be in, uh, basically Monique should be light years beyond where she is right now and, and, and is struggling for Monique and I also think Monique really goes I mean she starts talking about all her achievements that she has done 10 years ago, 20 years ago. But in Hollywood, especially when you're an entertainer, you have to build your portfolio. Your portfolio should be updated daily. You should, I, I feel like Monique hangs on her, laurel, her laurels of stuff that she done did 10, 20 years ago. Saying you should know me, I did. I hosted the Queen of Comedies. Let's talk about the Queens of Comedy. I think the Queens of Comedy was uh, was interesting, but let's not be fooled. It wasn't uh, uh, an original ideal. It was just basically a knockoff or a copy to the Kings of Comedy. And let's talk about the Kings of Comedy for a second. D.L. Hughley, uh, Cedric the Entertainer. Uh, Bernie Mac, those cats, uh, uh, Steve Harvey, those cats updated their portfolio. They just didn't hang their hat on, yeah, I did Kings of Comedy. Those guys done other things that were even uh, equal or even better than the Kings of Comedy. Monique did the Queens of Comedy, which was a knockoff of the original Kings of Comedy. And she she tried her hand in late night talk show. She she uh, tried her her hand in, um, you know, B listed movies like uh, uh, there's a lot of B listed movies that Monique was was in. 
And I just can't think of them right now because none of them were that important. She had done bits here and there. She's done social media, things of that nature. But, and then she wind up with the precious role. And then you're thinking to yourself, okay, her next role is going to be bigger than precious. And she had, she, now she, she had a, a falling out or a dispute uh, with Netflix because she, she was complaining that how come Dave Chappelle gets more money from Netflix than I do? How come Amy Schumer can gets more money than I than than than, than Monique Chris Rock? Uh, but what she doesn't realize nor understand is when you look at those individuals, they're updating their portfolio. They're not just hanging on stuff that they done did ten or twenty years ago. They're not even hanging on stuff that they did a month ago because they're constantly updating their portfolio and updating their resume. They have a laundry list of things they have been in that were uh, were 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 extremely successful. They you know stand up and things like that. I feel like Tiffany Haddish, which I don't consider Tiffany Haddish very funny, but. I feel like Tiffany Haddish's name speaks in volumes a lot better than Monique in Hollywood. Tiffany Haddish can get can can land in a movie. And it doesn't matter to Tiffany Haddish because her ego is is not that big. It doesn't matter to Tiffany Haddish if she stars in the movie, if she co-stars in the movie, if she just happens to be in the movie. You always have to up you always have you're always happy. Oh, excuse me. You always have to update your resume. Always. Don't think your your feet are too big for those shoes. One week you could be on top of the world. The next week you're you're struggling to keep your head above water. That's how the business works. Cause every week there's always some new actor or actress. That is younger than you. That's that 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 you know. That's more entertaining than you. That that looks better than you. Okay. That Hollywood feels like okay. This is the it person. Let's start focusing on this person. So Monique was complaining to Netflix about what. How did they come with the numbers they came up with when she wanted to do a special with Netflix? And Netflix was not was not was unwilling to give Monique what she wanted. They was not going to pay her a lot of money. And the funny thing with Monique's complaint towards Netflix when she was talking about it on um, the Breakfast Club with Charlemagne the God, and uh, she had a falling out with Charlemagne the God because Charlemagne the God, you know, even though he can be a troll sometimes, and even though he laughs off, he he pretty much uh, laughs off everyone's struggle. He, he did say some questions sort of pushing back to Monique's agenda, basically saying that uh, Netflix uh, really don't care about black people or black women and we should ban net. We should ban Netflix. We should all uh, group up and band together to ban Netflix. When she was on that type of time, when she was on that type of campaign, 
And my thing of it is, and no one really, uh, no one didn't put this in the atmosphere when they interviewed Monique. Well, how come Monique never tried to, if she think uh, her brand was that good, how come she didn't have a, how come she didn't do a bidding war with Hulu and Netflix? And, you you know, you, you, you take the Netflix offer, then you go to Hulu and you go, Hulu, Netflix is, is, is thinking about giving me this. I'm not sure. I'm thinking about doing that show now. I'm thinking about doing a special for Netflix. However, if you guys can counter, uh, if you guys can give me more, then I would do an exclusive deal with Hulu. You know, uh, or, or any other uh, paid service application. But at that time, the the two biggest uh, the two biggest platforms for streaming services was Hulu and Netflix, and there was a constant struggle and battle between those two. Or her relationship with BET, which Viacom owns BET, BET as well as MTV as well as VH1, you know. She did have a late night show on BET. Now, a lot of those people that gave her that opportunity are no longer there. But still, she still has a relationship with BET. You would think she would communicate to BET, like maybe doing a special with BET. Now, I mean, not not a lot of eyeballs would probably watch that special. Okay? But she can just piggyback off that special and if she gets uh, and if she she and if she gets a spike in ratings uh and, and ticket sales and things of that nature then you can go back to Netflix and say okay we need to renegotiate cuz yesterday's price isn't today's price unfortunately um but Monique didn't do none of those things you know Monique didn't ravish in proving your worth in competition. So Monique uh, decides to do a smear campaign on Netflix saying that they hate black women and black people and we should all ban Netflix. Even though Netflix has done a lot for the African American community. Uh... You know, Dave Chappelle, you know, Netflix could have blackballed Dave, Dave Chappelle just like any other, uh, like anyone else in Hollywood. But no, Netflix, uh, you know, had a, uh, a partnership with Dave Chappelle and they allowed Dave Chappelle to put out whatever he wants. Because, you know, Netflix knows Dave Chappelle, Dave Chappelle is very popular. Everyone wants to come see Dave Chappelle do his work. So, when you start listening to her issues with D.L. Hughley, you know, at first, you, you, you say to yourself, okay, now this was about that concert that they had, and, you know, maybe, um, you know, words were exchanged uh, in the uh, back but from D.L. Hughley and from other people's perspectives, you know, D.L. Hughley ne- uh, was, wasn't even around uh, 
around the set uh, when Monique came and when Monique was was stalling and when Monique finally did her presentation, it was only uh, I think he said twenty or thirty minutes when she was already on stage. He just now shows up. You know, so there's, but if Monique has a, you know, if, if Monique, uh, has, you know, Monique, I feel like Monique is the type of person that has Dale Hughley's telephone number, or she knows someone of someone that do have Dale Hughley's phone number. And if that was the, the only issue that she had, I don't understand why she couldn't, why she couldn't establish some type of communication line with D.L. Hughley to see how if they can work this out. But if you listen if you listen to Monique and if you listen to D.L. Hughley, that argument never presented itself. They 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 if they they didn't have a line of communication. He didn't even know that she was bugged or bothered by the simple fact that she was not closing the show. But when you start hearing all of these other elements that Monique is bringing, it sounds like to me Monique has very serious issues with D.L. Hughley and his stance when she uh, when she had an issue with Netflix. And then D.L. Hughley, uh, you know, uh, res- responded uh, uh, to her situation there. And yeah, he probably cracked some jokes. But I feel like it wasn't the jokes that irritated Monique. I, I feel like what really irritated Monique was she didn't have the backing of D.L. Hughley. She, like, she didn't have the backing of Steve Harvey. She went at it at Steve Hardy, Harvey. She didn't have the backing of Lee Daniels and Oprah Winfrey. She went at it at Oprah Winfrey and Lee Daniels. And I feel like that's the issue that Monique has with D.L. Hughley. He's just another casualty uh, to her issues with everyone that didn't have her backing. Uh, she did uh, Charlemagne the God, uh, uh, you know, Charlemagne the God. Uh, she didn't have the backing of Charlemagne the God. DL DL Hughley is it's not like DL Hughley said anything negative to uh Monique. It's just a simple fact that Monique uh has an issue with people that just did not co-sign to her agenda. And I feel like Monique is is going backwards. I really now Curtis Jackson isn't publicly publicly going to say it. He did release a statement telling her to try to do good. Uh, she's unwilling to take that advice, and basically saying that her and Fifty Cent. Uh, she's talking about he's a king, and they have a great relationship. And I feel like it's paradise right now, but when the but if there's an issue with her and Curtis Jackson, she's going to go down this road and 
and try to bash 50 Cent. Now, I'm going to tell you something. 50 Cent is not happening, all right? 50 Cent, the one, the worst thing you can do is go after 50 Cent because he's going to have everything situated contract-wise, structured-wise, where he's going to reap the benefits of it if you have an issue with 50 Cent. But I think another reason why she's not going to go after 50, she, you know, if she has issue with 50 Cent, she's going to gr- bow out grace of, gr- gracefully and not say anything because she knows 50 Cent is, is not having it. He's not that guy. All right. He would totally go in on Monique. And two, this is her last stand as far as, uh, Getting back to what she what she in turn destroyed, which was an opportunity to do to be in better roles. I feel like if this uh, project of her 50 Cent is award winning and very successful, Hollywood will do a second look and a second evaluation on Monique. And of course, I feel like. Uh, this role will spawn other opportunities for Monique to get her name out. But eventually, she will start landing those Academy Award types of projects. But I also think another thing Monique needs to do, she needs a, a better agent. She needs, uh, you know, anytime you have when you mix family as your representative, it, it doesn't go well. All right. Uh, I, you need someone that's totally neutral. And that um, that is your agent that's going to hire you, that that's going to give you the opportunities that you desire or that you want. And um, I'm not saying that her husband isn't qualified, but what I am saying is his hus- her husband is always going to um, instead of do what's best for her career, He's going to do what's best to make Monique happy. And that's just the wrong way of looking at things. Took 34 minutes, but I finally got it done. Guys, tell me what you think. Rate, comment, subscribe. I will see you guys on the next show. Deuces. And outro.